0: Hey, this is Scotty Dingus, pastor of West Logan Church. We are glad you're joining us for our podcast today. I hope you find what you need in today's message. Tonight, I'm really looking for God to set free, and I believe He already has in many lives. And tonight, we're going to be hitting on things that some of you are like, man, that's me. I need to pray in that moment. I'll go ahead and tell you Every time I go through freedom, I think this is my third time. There's always something sticking out that I need to deal with again. So tonight, as you're praying, if that's not you, and you come to that place, and as we take these short breaks of prayer, pray for those other ones that may be needing freedom. And just because I got set free from something and I have declared it doesn't mean that it doesn't try to pop back up. I'm just trying to be real with you this evening. The church didn't used to talk that way. All right? So I just want to be real with you. There's times certain things try to creep back in. And we've got to get it back under the blood and pray. But I want you to be seated. And I, I got you a seat so you can play for me softly if we can get this over here for you. Because you'll kill me later. Dang, us my feet is what she'll say. <laughs> so you know it's true. I love you, baby. You're awesome. She just giving me that look. I forgot to tell her to put on her brooks. And I looked over and seen those boots as I'm in trouble. But freedom, the freedom service, is where we're at tonight. No matter where you're at in your relationship with God, and maybe you're not even entered into a relationship with God, this service is for anyone. All right? So in this curriculum, this is what we looked at. We looked at the tree of life. we look at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil okay the tree of life is freedom it's the grace of God it's God is good God is forgiving that's what we see and we see that in the Garden of Eden but then we also see in this world that there's a tree of knowledge of good and evil which is bondage the law leads to death God is only a judge we are condemned that is that Part and many times, as people of the faith, we struggle with the con- condemning part, thinking God is only a judging God that He judges me, and everybody that serves God judges me, and, and that's not so. That's so not true because in the garden, when He of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that's that tree, and we can draw from that tree in life, which is law and legalism and so many things. But then you have the tree. Of life, eternal life, grace—that God is a good God, that He's not mad, that He's not out to get you, that He's not upset at you. So, after consuming the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, Adam and Eve hid. But God came looking for them. God, being a God of love, here he now has sinful man. But yet, God came looking for them, knowing that they had sinned and messed up. Even though He said, "Where are you?" It's not that God was unaware of where they were it's just that god missed him he was speaking from a place of intimacy saying where are you i long for you and still yet we look at how god sent his only begotten son to the cross that through him and through the work of the cross that god rescued us so that we can draw from the cross the bible calls it the tree which is the tree of life that we would look at but the tree of knowledge of good and evil, it produces shame and being a victim along with many other things. And shame causes us to separate ourselves from God. We try to hide from God, even though the psalmist said that I can make my bed in hell and I still can't hide from God because God's there. He sees me. But shame causes us to try to hide from his presence. And being in a life of victimization, it causes us to blame others, displacing our responsibility for the condition of our lives and souls. In other words, we're constantly saying, you know, everything's out to get me. I can never be good enough. I can never do it right. And tonight we're going to see these things break, okay? Genesis 2, 16 and 17, the Lord warned him, you may freely eat from the fruit of every tree in the garden, including the tree of life, but except you are not to touch the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you will surely die. Talking about a spiritual death, and the tree of life can be a way of life. And in Genesis 1, we know the scripture is certain that tells us that talking about God being a creator and how he is a ruler, he has authority and dominion, and he has allowed man to have this authority and dominion. And when we come into Christ, God's given us authority and he's given us dominion. And the Bible tells us about Adam and Eve, the first sin, the two trees in the garden. And see it today, we have these two trees. We have the tree of life that we can draw from, which is the grace, the mercy of God, the love of God, the goodness of God, a place of intimacy, that we are the apple of his eye, that we are empowered, that we have dominion, and we can draw from that with a mindset of life. But then you have the tree of good, uh, knowledge of good and evil, and from that is we can say I'm never going to be good enough, and I feel horrible all the time about myself, which is condemnation and shame, and, and maybe so many other things that we're going to talk about in just a moment. But you can be saved and on your way to heaven, but still be bound by things in this world. You can be saved on your way to heaven, and see it, the soulish part of you, still it, be bound to the legalism, and been a victim, and playing all those other cards but why is that because this world wounds us people wounds us because they're part of the tree of knowledge of good and evil and out of them and their lives and their sin they've wounded us and maybe life has wounded us but God's came to heal us of every wound he has come to take away every transgression the first place in the Bible was separation from God is mentioned as Genesis 3, and the first people God created made a bad choice, caused the separation. Prior to Genesis 3, Adam and Eve walked with God, enjoyed the tree of life. They knew the goodness of God, and they seen that. but once sin entered, they felt their condemnation. That's the reason why they were naked, but then they had to clothe themselves because shame began to hit. We tried to clothe ourselves behind things like anger lust, things of this world, and we try to cover it up, maybe even a front of personality. Without the relationship, Adam would not have the authority and forfeit See, from the tree of life, we have authority. We have dominion. We have power. We can speak things into existence. The things that's not, we can begin to speak as though they were, and we see them come to pass. We can speak healing of our lives and prosperity of our family and favor. The tree of... Knowledge, good and evil, does not allow us to speak that we are drawing. I don't ever deserve anything. So we have these two trees warring for us all the time. And the Bible lets us know that Satan is the ruler of this world. He's always trying to sway us. And the Bible says in 1 John 5 and 19, we know that we are of God, and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Colossians 1, says, once far away from God, you were his enemy, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. I like that he said once, because once we get in Christ, no longer are we separated from him. The enemy would like for you to think that you're separated from him, but you are not separated. From him, he wants you to think like you can, you don't deserve the garden experience, you don't deserve the tree of life, but you do deserve it because Christ died for you, he took upon the sin of the world so you wouldn't have to carry it. Now we discover the freedom of Christ, he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the light. You see, the fruit of this tree of knowledge, good and evil. Well, we can look at it this way, ideas, worldviews, thought patterns of this world, soulish thinking, your soul thinking, what do you mean by your soul? You see, when you're saved, you're a spirit first, but then next you're a soul, which is your mind, will, and your emotions. When your mind, will, and emotions have been wounded, they like to lead the way and dismiss the spiritual realm. And whatever your soul says is what your body does. That's why your spirit must come first and be fed first. Because when that happens, it tells the soul what to do, and then the soul leads the body into the direction. God basically said, in Adam and Eve, if you change your way of thinking, it will create separation between us. If you change your worldview, you won't be able to understand me and relate to me. How do you think someone can be serving God and not be free? It's so true. As a pastor, I see it all the time. People struggling with things where they've been wounded, hurt, past circumstances. This world is full of those things. Not only have I been wounded and hurt, but I've wounded and hurt others. I mean, we have been there. They they are depending upon the knowledge of themselves. They are depending upon themselves and not God. But when you draw from the tree of life, then you know you're depending upon God because you're like, God, there's no way in myself that I can do it, but through you I can do all things. You are now depending upon Christ and his spirit. See, the tree of life produces purity in our life. I can't produce purity for myself, which gives us freedom in our spirit, soul, and body. If I could produce these things, I wouldn't need God. The more I try to produce these things, the more I like legalism it looks. And the law and God doesn't have us under those things. But we've been set free. Most of our bondage are of the soul, is our way of thinking. You hear me say it stinking thinking. But our wounds and our hurts and anger and all these things cause that. So we're getting ready to go in here. And I want us all just joined together in this moment of prayer on these. And this will be very quickly. We're going to go through them. And at the end, those that went through the freedom class this semester, I know not everybody can come tonight, but I think we have seven or eight or nine of you here and we'd like for you to come up. And we just want to pray over you. But join me in receiving these declarations tonight. Tonight, the first one is this, is that we pray freedom from being a victim or victimization. You know, this world today, everybody wants to play this part, it almost, it seems. You know, that is part of the tree of good of knowledge and good of evil. That's the tree. It's not the tree of life to be part of a victim. Yes, things may have happened to you, but you could be set free from those things that's happened to you. This is not a good place to play or be. God wants you free of that. So tonight, I want us all to pray together. I want to pray in the mic. I want you to pray with me from right where you're sitting. If you feel like you need to kneel during all this, you go ahead. There's no wrong thing to do in this service. I want you to feel free to do what you want. But let's pray. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we come to you with true hearts tonight, God. We come to you of uh, repent of hearts, hearts that's drawn from God, the tree of life. God, let there be such a spiritual release tonight. That though our soul part would like to play the victim because of past hurts, God, that we will not be part of that, that we will not allow that to be our character and personality because, God, first of all, it's not your character and it's not your personality, so it should not be ours. God, let us be free of this. We thank you for it. We praise you for it, and we plead the blood over it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The next one is spiritual order. A spirit must be redeemed, a soul must be restored, and the body must surrender. First thing God deals with us is not our soul. Everybody says, i got to get myself fixed before I come to God. In other words, you got to fix all your soul issues, all your hurts, wounds. All. God didn't say for us to fix that first. He's, he deals with our spirit first. So our spirit must be redeemed. And then once our spirit is redeemed, and God begins to restore our soul put it in the right order it's supposed to be and this is a continual process may I tell you that God working on that part of your mind, will, and emotion, that's a continual work that God does. We never perfect it in ourselves, and God is always working on me like the kids would sing in kids' church. The spirit must be redeemed, the soul must be restored, and the body that must surrender. So it's spirit first, soul, then body. So let's pray tonight that we have a spiritual order, that we will allow God to do his work in our spirit and begin to minister to our soul to be healed. Father, we thank you. We know you are the Savior, God, of our lives. And, Lord, you deal with that. Not only can you heal our spirit, God, and make him become alive, but you're the healer of the soul. You, you can heal that. And, God, tonight, we ask you to deal firstly with our spirit, get it in the right place. And, God, as we get our spirit in the right place, God, we pray whatever our soul needs. We, we right now, God, say spiritual order. We know we have spiritual order, then other things will become in order in our life, in our family, in our homes. God, we pray over that today, that we will be open to spiritual order, that we will be led by the Spirit first. God, that we will allow you to touch the soul. It's a very demanding thing sometimes we feel like in our soul. It's a big confrontation. But God, even no matter how confronting it is, God, help us tonight that we can deal with those issues in jesus name we pray amen the next one is this is that we need as we're still dealing with the spirit here god's presence to overflow in our lives what's that look like for you that's between you and god that's what's incredible you cannot have my relationship with god and you can't have someone else's relationship with god you gotta have your own relationship with God. And that's out of your own words, praying to God, not trying to make up some fantastic words to speak to God. You need to be able to speak to God just as you was hanging out on the couch, speaking to your family, that you can speak to God, a true heart, but an intimacy, a place of overflow with him, a place that you just know that he's there and you allow him to be there, but also you allow him to touch you in every way. So tonight, let's just pray for God's overflow in our lives. He knows the overflow you need tonight. Father, we ask you for your overflow. We ask you for your presence and your overflow. God, that you would touch every aspect of our lives, God. God, overflow in our spirit, because when we overflow there, it begins to flow into other parts of our lives, through our soul, through our body, touching others. God, this is our prayer tonight. We thank you for your overflow. We thank you, God, for the promise of your Spirit moving in our lives. We declare it tonight in Jesus' name. And then the next one is a surrender from offenses. This is tough. Surrender living a life of being offended. This curriculum touches on this probably more than any other subject. There are six ways to stay unoffended. Is you take the lowest seat. Never think you deserve the biggest seat in the room, or you don't have to be the smartest person in the room, but take the lowest seat. In other words, put yourself in a place of humility before God. The second one is this, is that you've got to remain grateful for everything in your life. You need to come to a place of remaining grateful. God knows what you have need of in your life, so you honor and you're grateful for what God's placed in your life. Then you give others freedom. You don't ever keep anybody else captive or anybody else bound. Not to be a manipulator, not to be anything like that. So uh, usually manipulators are people that stay offended or, or a victim. So then you come to the place of saying, I'm going to give other people's freedom. I don't have to have control of anyone's life. Then you make decisions that promote life in others. You have to make decisions. How do I bring about life in everybody else? i telling you, it'll get you away from being offended. And the next one is, is to trust God to bring justice when offenses come. When offenses come, we cannot do anything about it in our flesh because we don't wrestle against anything in our flesh. But it's a spiritual battle. So when they come, we're like, God will handle this because he's a just God. And the next thing is, is that you have to dedicate time to God. I had a prophet. I call him a prophet. Very few people have. I ran into a called prophet. This guy would go to Walmart, tell everybody what they had to dinner two weeks ago on a Monday, and go right in. I mean, he was that detailed. He just didn't go up and in general speaking to people. Then when he'd go up to him, he's like, what you got under, I watched it with a young man one day. The things you got underneath your seat in your truck, you need to get rid of them. He, he was 16 years old. He had tobacco. He had some illegal substances and some other things underneath there. He said, do you want me to name to you what you have? He started naming a few things. The guy started weeping and crying and went and got him. This guy hadn't been in town for an hour, ran into this young man, never seen him before in his life, didn't know him prior history. No one told him anything. He didn't have a little bug in his ear, someone telling him stuff. But I've watched time and time again. But when he talked about the spirit of offense, this is what he would say. He said, and it was funny, he would say, the spirit of offense, he says, it's a viper. It's a viper. In other words, that it it becomes venomous in your life. So tonight, let's pray that offenses fall. This is the one thing in this curriculum that I hear people say that they get more freedom of is them being easily offended when they go through the curriculum. And tonight, we're going to surrender this and be free from it. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you tonight to cover us. God, we ask you tonight to help us not to be easily offended, that we'll never be offended. God, we pray, Lord, that you will allow us to take the lowest seat, God, that we don't have to be the smartest in the room. God, we ask you, God, also, Lord, to help us to be grateful and to honor what you've allowed in our life. And God, that we won't hold others bound by our words or schemes or manipulation, but God, that we will let it go. We'll let others have freedom, but not only that, we'll find ways to bring life into people's lives. Even those that try to offend will try to bring life to others. God, we release that tonight. And God, we trust you, God, that when offenses do try to come, that we're going to trust you to handle it, that we're not going to handle it. And God, we're also going to dedicate time. To you and God we submit this to you for you're a good God you're a mighty God and Lord you're able to heal this part of our life the next one tonight is this is we come to a new place of forgiveness what do you mean a new place of forgiveness a lot of times we'll receive forgiveness from God but we won't forgive ourselves I've been there I've been there like man, I don't I just don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can get over this hill or this mountain. But once you can begin to forgive yourselves, then you can begin to bring healing to others and forgive others. There's times in our spiritual walk that we have to forgive others. We will forgive ourselves because Christ forgave us. We will forgive others through the power of christ You're like how can i do it only god can bring this type of forgiveness and healing through you some things are cruel some things are harsh some things are very wounding and deep but god can help you to forgive and move on not only just forgiving yourself but forgiving others steps to forgiveness is here's your one pray for people who have offended you you should pray for them do good to them it works the next one is, is find ways to bless people who's offended you the next one is to do good uh, to others that offended your life that's the opposite of what I feel like doing exactly it's the opposite of what the soul would want it is a godlike behavior and a Christ-like behavior so we must confront the past to forgive as well forgive ourselves and then forgive others Tonight, I'm believing for a release in the house, only for the offenses to be gone, most like we prayed, but by the power of the blood that we are able to forgive those that have wronged us. And maybe tonight we even deal with forgiving ourselves. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you humbly. God, I really feel there's a depth here. God, help us to forgive ourselves. I feel like, listen, under me now while I'm praying, I feel like there's somebody dealing with forgiveness very strongly for yourself. It's not for others. It's for something you've done or something you've made your mind to think that you've done. And the enemy's called you to, it's talked you into buying into it. Tonight, we bind this thing. We release it. Spirit of God, you move in this house. Let us, God, forgive ourselves. Let us forgive others. God, we bless those that hurt us. We pray for them now. God, that you would bless them. Bless their socks off. God, give them favor, unspeakable favor. Bring healing to their home. Touch their finances, God, we pray. Lord, we ask you to bless them tonight. To those that have offended, those that have wounded Those that have done things that we need to release forgiveness to. The next one is this. Stole this from Sunday, some of the language of it. But we take on heaven's language by speaking life. Heaven's language is life-giving words. Life-giving words should be part of us. Do I fail at that? You better believe I fail at that. But I feel like I win way more than I have failed at it. What do you mean by that? Is that you need to declare over your life, I'm blessed with supernatural wisdom. I have a clear direction in my life. I am blessed with creativity and courage and ability and abundance. I am blessed with strong will, self-control, self-discipline. I am blessed with great family, good friends, good health. I'm blessed with faith, favor, fulfillment. I am blessed with success, supernatural strength, promotion, and divine protection. I am blessed with an obedient heart and a positive outlook. I'll declare that any curse that's been spoken over me or any negative evil word that has ever come against me is broken right now in the name of Jesus. I'm blessed wherever I go. I'm blessed that's going in and coming out everything I put my hands to is going to prosper It's to seed. I am blessed that is speaking life over yourself, over your family you need to speak it over your kids you need to speak it over your finances over your church, over your community you need to say I'm going to give the king's language is going to come out of me because that's the tree of life I'm not going to bring judgment I'm not going to bring shame I'm not going to bring condemnation but I'm going to bring life Then number seven is this. Well, let's pray over that one. I'm sorry. We better pray over speaking life. Y'all's got me in sermon mode now. I went preacher. Y'all got to stop me. All right, let's pray on speaking the king's language. Father, tonight let us be people that draw so much from the tree of life in your word. God, there's people tonight that their life is a product of speaking blessing. They're here tonight. I believe this church is a product of speaking blessing, the ministry here. But, God, there's families here too. God, that they're a product of speaking life. I ask you, God, that you would continue to let us speak your language. If we've not done that and spoke, God, positive things, let us be those people that speak God your word is such a positive thing God not that it's a mimic not that it's fake not that it's a show but God genuinely we we know your word says that we can speak light God that we can speak those things as not as though they were that we got a power through our words to bring light in the darkness God let us be people that speak your language and know that that's real God, help us stop ourselves at negative times and negative confessions of our life that we will change them and speak the positive things. God, that we will take of the kingdom's culture and not the world's culture, not a political culture, but the king's culture, which is kingdom language, kingdom speaking. God, let us be those people tonight, I pray. God, I plead the blood around our, our minds, our hearts, out of our mouth. God, I pray that we speak life in Jesus' name. Number seven is this, I try to hurry to get here. We declare tonight that we will live God's word and that we will be vessels of honor. You know, the Bible talks about being vessels of honor. I want my life to be a vessel of honor. I was thinking the other day, it was yesterday, I was walking down some steps coming from up the office on Tuesday and I just stopped for a second I begin to have a prayer and looking out the window at the parking lot and I said, God I just want to honor you in my life. I want my life and my family this mystery be a place of honor and Romans 121 says, so dear brothers and sisters I plead with you, give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you let them be a living and holy sacrifice the kind he will find acceptable this is truly the way to worship him let our lives be a living sacrifice of honor unto god let's bow our heads let's pray that we be vessels of honor to him father god let our life be used for you god we're all in the ministry tonight everybody that is saved that has received you is in the ministry That can be part of our job that we work. And and God, that can be part of our family and what we do. It is our family. It is our job. It is our church. It is our community. It is our ball team. It is the team that we're on. It's the teams that we coach. It's all those things. All that is ministry. So God, let us know that you've given us so much fruit that we would be a vessel of honor with what you've given us. That we would honor you with the gifts and the talents and the ability and the placement that you've given us in this earth. God, we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Thanks for listening today. If you'd like to reach out to us, please contact us through social media or at westloganchurch.com.